Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. For those people that might be new to this and might be listening for the first time, again, my name is Peter Mingles. We started this radio show a really long time ago because I wanted a microphone and a platform to be able to share some really cool things that were going on in the home-based business arena. Believe it or not, that's how we kind of get started. Now, it started there, so Building Fortunes would really uh, would suggest that we would start building stuff. So we started with the whole home-based business thing, and as we started to expand, we do a whole bunch of other radio shows as well. And this one's a little bit different because this one's more personal than most for me. So it started kind of like with a friendship that I had with a gal that took care of our kids and was a friend of the family when we were kind of growing up in the Chicagoland area, and her name is Michelle. And when Michelle was going through some challenges um, with some, I'm going to just kind of label it, you know, life in general, marriage specifically, domestic abuse-related issues, uh, we started kind of talking about those things. And it's such a dominating force that kind of changed her life over the last couple of years. And she's on the way outside of it right now, as you'll hear, as we start talking about some of the things that we have that we're working on. So, you know, I, I was the dad and there was my kids and my wife and Michelle and her sister and her family kind of talked to a lot. And then when I heard the distress signals, um, I kind of jumped in a little bit. And because I really, really, really like Michelle, I said, you know, I want to jump in and see what we can do to help. And as a result of those things, we said part of the process is going to be to help her as well as other people in similar situations. So we started this radio show called Conversations with Melissa and Michelle. Now, Melissa, as you'll hear, met Michelle in a really awkward place. They probably would have never met at this place unless it was the domestic abuse thing because Melissa comes from a totally different background, different personality, different lifestyle, probably a little bit on the, you know, is this the person whose picture you'll see next to the domestic abuse thing in in the dictionary? Probably not. You know, probably not. So the reality is, is that it's a great dynamic, and they are a great friendship, and I really love the things that they do with, when it comes to working together. And what we hope is that this might touch you or someone you know. So if you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash conversations, you'll be able to hear this. And because it's the holidays, I think, you know, challenging situations are always highlighted uh, one way or another in relationship to the holidays. So we'll touch a little bit on that as well, and we'll let the conversations go as they go because that's the way conversations usually work. So I want to say, you know, happy holidays to everybody that's listening in, and especially to Melissa and Michelle. So I'm going to kick it off, step out of the way, and there you go. So whoever's going to get started, let's go. Wow, what a great introduction, Peter. Thank you. This is Melissa. Thank you. This is Michelle. Hey. Yes. Hey, how are oh, you doing hey. today, girl? All right, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I got a little spunk in my step today. Um, you know, I That's thought that good. Peter Peter suggested our uh our topic today. You know, that maybe we talk about 
oh gosh, um, I don't remember it verbatim, but it was kind of around um, holidays and how we deal, how it brings perhaps maybe some interesting um, dynamics and challenges or issues that kind of bubble up to the surface, you know, that are part of the holidays. And, you know, my initial reaction was, oh, okay, well, what the heck do I, because I don't have family around me, right? Like I'm in Texas with the exception of my 17-year-old son, I'm in Texas by myself, right? My first husband mm-hmm. and I moved down here uh, 20 years ago together, and we stay. We have a, a custody agreement in our divorce, right? So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God, how do I, how do, I do this? Um, but, you know, I started to think about it a little bit, and I thought, well, you know what? I've got a couple of things that are really, really relevant, even in that situation. So, But you have a different situation than that, don't you? You're yes. baked with family around here, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, that, yes. Yeah. They're, they're, I have family close by. Right, your parents and your kids. And do you have family beyond that, or your ex-husband's family? Are they around here too, or no? Yes, they they are. And um, but my um, my all my other family besides my parents and my uh, sister and my children um they're all in england so um okay my more you know what mine are all over the globe too i've got some out there too as well as canada and um gosh just kind of australia we're all we're all over the place so um yeah it's of course with my us now too Mm -hmm. but um like you though like my second husband who is also now my ex have been divorced for a little over one year um his family is here, like everybody. He comes from a family of five kids, of which he's the oldest, and all this extended family. And I think as far as they go is Austin. So they're, they're oh, shoot. <laughs> they're, uh, you know, within like 100 miles of, of where we are. Um, yeah. But that, and that actually was the first example that came to mind for me of how I dealt with or a, a unique issue that came up as a result of domestic violence. And again, you know, the tricky thing is it's not just about the physical abuse, although that does seem to be the thing that gets people's attention. And so I'll bring up something that happened to me at the holidays. Two years ago, um, I was over at my brother-in-law's house, and most of his family was there, right, because when we got married, my, my second husband and I, when we got married, um, a lot of the holidays we would spend, obviously, with his side of the family, right, because mine isn't, isn't here unless mm-hmm. I get it on, on an airplane. And that was when things really started to kick off with the physical side of the domestic violence. Um, mine was a more concentrated period of time because they did end the marriage, but it, it it ramped up very quickly and became very severe, very fast. But more towards the beginning, um, I remember going over to my brother-in-law's house and his parents were there. And I think three out of four of the siblings and their spouses and all that were there as well as some aunts. And I had some giant bruises all over my arms and I was wearing short sleeves. And because we live in the South and, it's hot here on the holidays, so yeah. anyway, I was wearing short sleeves, and they could see, like, a V-neck that I had a bruise on my chest, and one that was probably about three inches long on the side of my arm beneath my elbow, and um, 
And I remember that because I have a picture holding my niece, and the bruise is just, like, glaring, you know. It's pretty – and his parents, both separately that day, came up to me and noticed the bruises, and they said something to me separately. And I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was sort of a checking, like, did Mark do – oops, did my your <laughs> did our son do that to you, you know? And uh and I you know, at this point remember it's the beginning, right? So I'm still in this sort of covering phase and embarrassed and not wanting to really reveal it and make him look bad, right? So mm-hmm. sort of protective, but I'm just they can see in my eyes. I didn't have to say anything. I was just looking at them and they knew. And there was sort of this oh, you know, oh no kind of feeling. Um, And it's funny, in reflection, not funny, but it's always been interesting to me in reflecting back on that day now that they didn't ask what happened. They didn't ask, oh, my goodness, what happened to you? You know, it was, did he do that to you? And, you know, (laughs) I think that's really interesting that that was the first question. So um, it's also interesting to note that was the last holiday that I ever spent with his family. And uh, I don't think that was an accident. That's when, in hindsight, the isolation from his side of the family was implemented in full force. And there was this, the beginning of this sort of smear campaign um, that, you know, occurred, I think, too, for him to save face. You know, mm-hmm. you can't hide physical yes. violence, you know, evidence So when you when they see me. So he just kept me away from them. So anyway... That that's something <laughs> um, that I don't know. I thought I would share that I remember that specific to the holiday and and evidence of domestic violence and how it impacted the whole dynamic that day. So, do you have anything that comes to mind immediately when you think about Christmas or yeah, holiday definitely season? for definitely for many many years I've been like I will isolate myself because whenever I would speak up about what was going, the things that were happening, even though it wasn't specifically physical, um, it was more like the just issues that were not being addressed. Um, I would, I would um, not be, I would be kind of, uh, it would be minimized and dismissed, and I would not be, I would feel very, um, like people thought, I was wouldn't take me seriously, and so I felt very alone. So mm-hmm. I eventually started to just I would stay I would stay by myself usually at the during the holidays because I yeah because I didn't feel like when I was you know I could be surrounded by a bunch of people when someone when you know that they don't really when you feel not believed then I didn't want to spend the holidays with that um with yeah. that company type of company so that was very oh, yeah. uh difficult for me and I always but then when I um that was when it started to I started when I started to get help um when Peter encouraged me to start going to support groups about it um mm-hmm. and I started going to therapy and speaking to the therapist about talking things through and yeah. I started to feel that I wasn't alone anymore, like that I was mm-hmm. being heard and that it wasn't, you know, I wasn't dismissed and I wasn't 
it, it wasn't all in my head. You know, like, of course I played a part in it, but mm-hmm. it's not just me, you know, like, because it was always yeah. just me that was so that it was, <clears throat> the holidays were very difficult for me for many, many years because I always felt I was alone. But that's mm-hmm. one thing that in our support groups and in our therapy and, you know, when we go to the um, the women's center, the um, which is also for, it's for both men and women, so uh, you, that can go there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just for women. Um, it it um, they it help it really helps to empower you and it, it in my experience it's empowered me and helped me um, be more aware that I'm not alone and that I'm not this is not just all yeah. all me. <clears throat> You know what else, too, like going along with what you've said and thinking about the isolation? Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, the feeling that I had was like reflecting back on since that day where I was last at their house for a holiday. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I was embarrassed. I felt embarrassed that there was conflict going on and that his family was aware of it. And, you know, mostly. Like he was talking to them, and at the same time saying, "You know what? Let Melissa, let let's not involve my family. You know how they gossip. I mean, let's not give them something to talk about." And yeah, I would, get, on, I would get that too. Yeah, yeah. And later on, it was revealed to me by you know life, just revealed to me that <laughs> yeah, he just didn't want me doing like what my perspective was and sharing it mm. with the family because he wanted it all to be coming from him. And, um, you know, and that's where what I call the smear campaign. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I would be constantly. Oh, my God. I would be she's crazy or she's mm-hmm. nuts or she's hitting me or, you know. It yeah, kind of that's the gaslighting. Yes. Yeah. yeah the gaslighting. Too. It, yeah. And I, I um, oh, my goodness, it's, that's not, that's like. For years, I would, I would not, I could not see what that cycle that was happening, and I was told, you know, you, you need to stop airing your, are airing dirty laundry, and you know that kind of thing, like, and I'm, yeah, let and me I do would, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dirt. and yeah. I, so I went through mm-hmm. cycles of feeling guilty that I was doing that, and you know, I, yeah. it was. I didn't, so it was, yeah, that's. I, I'm i with you, sister. I can relate and, to it, yeah. I, I kind of wonder, because I'm an outspoken, and, and you know what my ex-husband about me was, man, I never want to be on the other side of you. And I always thought that was, I'm like, what does he mean? <laughs> because, you know, I'm a very kind and supportive person, but he felt like when I was, um, at least I believed that he believed that when I would share my feelings or my experience, he perceived that to be against him, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, rather than sharing about my life, and I can't control, you know, how he exactly. is going to perceive, right? Yeah, but exactly. I, yeah, and he kind of maneuvered and manipulated that into making it look like I was the enemy. I mean, it's really sticky mm-hmm. and slippery. And I think, man, did these guys plan this in advance? Does it just come naturally, or I don't know? But um, but it yeah, yeah that's, it's and very, that's the it psychological. And then all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, like weeks, days, weeks, months, years down the road, you realize, oh, my God, I'm totally alone with this. And it's too mm. big to relay, you know, in anything other than like what sounds like a dramatic, and they'll represent it as a lie or an exaggeration because you haven't been filling them along, filling in all along. In fact, you've probably been protecting them. Oh, right. And that's part of the psychological. <laughs> and that's, yes, and that's what I've, that's what I've learned in therapy and the support groups that mm-hmm. is part of the um, psychological abuse, which oh. psychological abuse is within domestic violence. And because everybody oh, thinks yeah. it's just physical and it's not, it's, it, it includes it's the psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, putting a bow on that. You're dead yeah. on. Yeah. Because I'm still and constantly being told. more than a bruise, doesn't it? Yes. It mm-hmm. does. It, I mean, I've, I've, I've been involved, in my experience, I've been involved in both of those type of abuses, and I didn't, you know, but, like, so I, both are, you know, just as bad, but I just, I mean, that you can't, like, I can't, it's, it's the psychological abuse is, like, it takes time to analyze. It's taken years. Yeah, yeah. To be able to, like, for me, reflecting back on that when I was in the middle of it, and by the way, I have mm-hmm. not seen mine, literally have not laid eyes on mine in nearly a year. And that's because I went stone cold, no contact, change of phone number, blocked it, you know, blocked Facebook, blocked this criminal trespass letter on my door. Like, don't come near me, you know, Mm -hmm. and just put up every wall that I could. And when I got emails, it didn't open. And that was hard, okay? But that's what I had to do in order to really engage myself in healing because otherwise it's just going to keep coming, you know? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult to, for me to do that because I have children, so I have Your to Your divorce isn't final yet. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I had to wait till my divorce was final to totally pull the plug on that. And, and we don't share children, thank goodness, with my, you know, with my second husband. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what else I was thinking? You know, when, when Peter brought up this topic and said, hey, let's tie it into the holidays. I thought, oh, goodness, how am I going to do this? And then something else came to me. I don't know if this is true for you, but I'm banking that it probably is. Have you ever noticed that abusers love to ruin holidays? I'm, I mean, I, like, how are you, like, specifically speaking? Like, Just I don't somehow, You know that term, raining on your parade? Or, well, create a fight or – because I've heard this from other people, and this was absolutely my experience. Like, if there was some way to sabotage my joy, (laughs) you know, it just – in reflecting on it, it just seemed like he did it, you know, Mm -hmm. just during holidays. It's like, man, what is it about that? Why does it seem like just – you know. So, anyway, I've heard that from some other people, too, that – Yeah, I've heard that, yeah, I've heard that too. I guess with that. me, with me, I would, um, I isolated some over the years so much that, like, and kept to myself that I don't, full, I didn't fully ever like. I don't think I 
Well, and you negotiated what you wanted him to do, didn't you? I remember you telling me that, if if you don't mind me pulling that out of you for the radio Mm -hmm. show. And what Mm -hmm. what did you do to negotiate getting him to behave well in the holidays? You, you know, I I hope you don't mind me calling that out. Oh, no, not at all. Um, I I would, um, I mean, I was always trying to come up with, like, you know, like trying to make things fair and, like, where we were, I'm not sure, I'm trying to remember what I, do you no, remember sorry, what I said I would do? I thought you it's okay. But I, you've shared with me, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this. That's fine, yeah, yeah no, it's anonymous, anonymous, but my memory goes. Me you, would, you would negotiate sexual favors, right? Yes, like, yes. Yeah, I def- that's yeah. where I was going with that. Yeah, okay, I didn't know, like, where you were going. Yes, yeah. I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we do have that power, <laughs> you know, at yes. least. At least temporarily, you know, we can. Yeah. So I, I, I hope you don't mind me saying that. that but yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Negotiate. I, just, you know, I remember you yeah. telling me that. I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that are probably doing the same way, or don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah, because I yeah. would, I would, yeah, I would be told like because I'm married, I, that that's my, I'm, duty. Yeah. Oh, that and was so I would. It's your duty. Yeah. Really? No, no. What about yeah, your duty so to love, honor, that. and protect me? <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. Getting geared up. Yeah, it, it's, that just is that, I believe that for so long that, um, and then I started to read, like, books. I started to research more and, um, you know, become more aware that that's not what a healthy relationship is, so... Like, yeah. um, so, and that was one of the quotes I was reading today. A healthy relationship is one in which love enriches you, not imprisons you. So that kind of felt yeah. like, at times, that felt very like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I. Well, um, when you don't have a choice, when it's because of either threat or coercion or force, you know, or manipulation, then, I mean, yeah, that's not freedom. Yeah, definitely coercion is, like, coercion is definitely a thing that, like, is Mm -hmm. very tricky to, like, analyze and then, like, approach it to how it can be. Yeah, it's just very twisted. Michelle, I may have told you this before, but I may not have. But my first husband, who did not physically abuse me, but was very emotionally abusive. And I I went to a null. I was married in the Catholic Church when I was first married in 1998. And I divorced him in 2004. I annulled my marriage at my second husband's parents' request in 2015 to marry Mark. Mm. And um, I didn't know that. I don't remember that. Okay. It was in the process of me executing the paperwork for that annulment, which, by the way, is like a hundred times harder to, to do than getting divorced. But I did the annulment through the church, and I had mm-hmm. to write like 30 pages of really, really articulate responses to questions that they asked, and it was really, really um, emotionally draining, and it took me a couple of months to do, okay? Yeah. But it was wow. that process of reflecting and having that spiritual, like that emotional distance 
okay, because the year different, it was 11 years later from the time that my divorce went through with my first husband to me preparing the paperwork. Yeah, I didn't realize you could do that, like, that long. Yeah, well, I'll I'll tell you you more about that later. It was really interesting. And it was a very cathartic experience in hindsight, but it was very grueling to go through. And I had to answer all these questions and reflect with my heart and my mind about what my truth was. And I was very mm. honest. And it wasn't until I completed that paperwork in 2015 that I realized that I was a sexual abuse victim in my first marriage, that I was coerced and forced into sex mm. every week, you know, like every yes. time. I walked around in fear all the time in my first marriage because I did not want to have sex with this man because he was just so you know, he was so beautiful to me. I'm like, my God, why would I want to give myself to you now? But the cost of me not doing that was so high. Like, that was the coercion and the fear, you know? I'm like, oh, my God, Mm. I'm going to have to put up with hours of condemnation and and, and verbal abuse Mm. and telling me how, you know, how this I am or how that I am. Um. You know, because it was all my fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know, I know that. So I, I can relate submit. to that feeling. Oh, yeah, and that's hell. So I would submit, you know, because mm-hmm. it was the lesser of two evils, I thought. Mm-hmm. And but you know what? It I didn't realize until, it's not funny, it's like my mind was protecting me from it or something because it wasn't until 2015 when I completed that paperwork that I realized, and I remember going to my second husband, who was my fiancé at the time, and I said, oh, my God, look at what I realized, you know? And um, yeah. and it was, it, you know, I had to process all that. I really did. And it was, he yeah, he doesn't look at it that way, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I, you know I, what? I I do. It, that that was my truth, you know, and I didn't realize it until a decade later. So I'm grateful yeah, that I, I went through it the moment because it really provided me with some additional healing that I did not see coming. <laughs> wow, know? yeah, I I didn't realize that you had done that. Like, that's interesting. Oh yeah, I I, um, really, I remember reading really about. <laughs> I re- <laughs> it sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that you had to do, go through that. And you too. It, I mean, I was I was reading. I started reading up about like what um, exactly that type of, you know, what that what was happening. And so I read about that, um, um, like the that having to submit and being guilted, yeah. guilt being guilted. That's that's part of domestic violence, you know, feeling guilty. Or manipulated. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah. love this. This is not funny, but I, I, I cope with a lot of this stuff with my own humor. And plus, I'm many years removed. But, you know, he used to tell me that it was my duty, right? And he mm. even went so far as to say this to me. And I just, like, oh, my God. I use it as a joke now. But he goes, do you know what, Melissa? Look, you have my rib. <laughs> Oh, I wow. yeah. Rib. You're part of me. <laughs> like, oh, my mm. God. Now, if that's mm-hmm. not the reason, I'm like, really? Okay. Wow. All of this was very, very painful for me in the time. 
Okay. And I'm at a point now where I've brought a lot of healing and I look upon it now as how ridiculous it was. Some of the things Mm -hmm. that I listened to and endured, but when you hear me giggle, it's a giggle. So there's no tear. Okay. That, that is how, that is how Mm -hmm. I cope with a lot of it. And I just kind of make light of it and share it so that I can be open and honest, but not, you know, hard on yourself about it at all. Like to me, it's just so absurd that I laugh it off now. But it's not yeah, absurd like, when you're going I'm, through it. It's hell. Yeah, like hey, when I, I don't, think about. Hey, hey yeah. Gal, I don't want to jump in the way, but Melissa, you said you had a oh, beat. Yeah, you I had a time you. clock. No, 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 no. You yeah. had a time clock. So I want to respect the idea that I could run as long. I could listen to you guys forever. But if we so need to wrap this up, because you have, have somewhere to go. Isn't this great? But Peter's awesome. I want to do two. Well, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that we spoke about here that we can talk about, and so it was it was very interesting, got my mind going. But since you did say you had some place to go, I'll let you determine how we wrap this up because I want to respect the idea that I don't want to make you late. Thank you. Very nice. So I'll let you wrap it up. (laughs) So, however, well, here, let's yeah. So just for my my part. Um, if you want to hear these things again, make sure you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash conversations. So we call this conversations with Melissa and Michelle. And if you've been listening in, I bet you your brain has gone in 27 different directions about lots of things, including some of the situations they've been in and the situations that you're in. So you might need to really process this all over again. And you can listen to any one of these radio shows. Usually we give you some helplines that you can go to and stuff like that. So I'll let you... Melissa, I'll let you just wrap it up, and then we will be back oh, whenever God. we're going to be back. I have, Peter, I, ha- I, have, I have a hotline handy. I have, I have okay. a hotline number. I have the hotline okay. number. Um, it's yeah. Um, so it's sure. the domestic violence um hotline, twenty four seven, uh, toll free one eight hundred two five six zero five five one. Is that safe? Again, yep. Again, one eight hundred two five six zero five five one. Thank you, girl. And, yep. You're welcome. And the most, yeah, the most important part is if you think you need some help or you know somebody needs some help, help them. Because a lot, a lot of times, I think, in retrospect, a lot of people look back in this and say, I wish I would have been able to take action sooner. You know, you've got only a certain portion of your life, and you don't want to waste it on stuff that you could probably take an action sooner. We get it. Like, we get it. So no guilt here. But if you could mm-hmm. take action sooner, it would be a lot easier if you took action yeah. sooner. So having said that, mm-hmm. yep. Uh-huh. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas for those people that Happy celebrate holidays. now. Merry Christmas. Whatever Merry it is. Christmas. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh my gosh! And yep, and and work your way through it. We're going to catch everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye for right. now. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Building Bye. Fortunes Radio on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. 